What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You have an SOS MAB pod coming at you when you need us most. That's right. This is where we usually come in with the acapella air horn. We're coming at you with the acapella sirens. Something mm. big went down, and it's that game one. This is the, the first SOS MAB mm. pod and episode NBA Finals 2018 game one. Did right. we almost have a series, Most Awesome? We almost had a series, right? We almost had a series. What we had, what we came away, we, we came away with some intrigue because we didn't think we were going to have a series walking into it. We thought the Warriors were going to walk away with it. Yeah. And then the Cavs came out through that, through that hammer punch, came out hard. How do they do it? Uh, what did you say? So I have, uh, in this segment, I, I have basically four powerhouse questions I'm going to fly through for the talent to hit them with it. Uh, I'm going to talk okay. a little bit about what I see just because you know, I'm, I'm the general watcher. Uh, it's kind of things I took away. I took away sure. like um, LeBron did have justifiable complaints on the whistle. Like, I, like yeah. I, I think there's some couple like fucked up calls. I'm not that second whistle. I'm not too worried about when they changed it to a charge. I don't know the NBA rules and you jump into that. It did look like it, it looked like maybe it was a coin flip. Maybe I would have went in NFL rules. You call what was on the field if you can't overturn it. Like it looked right. like LeBron might have been leaning into it a little bit when they were trying to strip the ball, uh, the whistle before that LeBron had a problem with when they were trying to strip the ball from Kevin Durant and it looked like they stripped, and then they didn't call oh, right, right, a, a yeah. foul, but they actually then called like a blocking foul, and they went to the line. And then I think the possession after that, LeBron got like a little, like that poke out turnover he had, but he got like hit in the back of the head. It looked like a foul. Like, and I'll say this, like before I let you do your deep dive, as, as you will, I'm, I'm very excited. There is this attitude I like of LeBron James when he walks to the side. Like he'll argue with the ref a little bit, and then he'll just let it go. Like, cause he, right. cause he realizes like John ain't gonna change the call, and he's just like, I gotta focus up. That's this, this is the reality. I gotta move on for it. I gotta help my team win. Right, right, right. So you threw a lot at me. I, I did, I did. Uh, let me. You did. You came at it hard. <laughs> I, I, so, I did. I did. So let's go. Let's go back. So sure. Th- so 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 leading up to all of those plays. So that yes, there were some inconsistencies all across the board, and. I, I, I think so even going back to the strip on Durant where LeBron had that strip a few plays before that he got hammered by uh, Looney when he was kind of so you could so yeah. so he kind of turned into it Looney hit his hand lost the ball they didn't call a foul then either it was immediately the play thereafter or a series thereafter where he came down and got a clean strip on Durant and they called a foul on that yeah so you could see the growing frustrations in the in the calls going with LeBron, and I, I would agree with you on the point where typically he lets it go, right? Because yep. he didn't get too argumentative when Draymond Green hammered him and put that little nick in his eye, actually hit him in the face. Yeah, we could, we're going to talk about Draymond in a whole separate little <laughs> subsect here, but he didn't. He but slowly as he could feel, and and I think this might be. When we talk about it in our pod and in, in in an email that we have talking about some comparisons between Jordan and LeBron, this would be the one thing where you could kind of see LeBron start to change a little bit from being kind of, you know, whatever, we need to focus on winning, to then getting a little upset about 
him losing and how the game shaked out and even leading into the end of the game with the little kerfuffle between him and Steph Curry, which we'll get all to it. So um, the, to say that I think when NBA players or any sporting players talk about playing a game, they just want it to be consistent. So if you're going to hack me on one end, I want to be able to get away with the same hack on the other end. So did JR ruin LeBron's better than Jordan possibility? And that is taking a big assumption like this game one was a must-need win, especially since right. it was that close to beat Golden State. No, for every Jordan moment that he has, he has a Steve Kerr. He has a, another player stepping up in a big moment, a, a role player stepping up in a big moment. So LeBron, you know, LeBron can't control a J.R. Smith kind of losing his moment or losing his game situation in that yep. moment. That doesn't uh, that doesn't chip away at LeBron the way Kerr's threes or John Paxson's threes add to Jordan's success, right? Yeah. So so there's I don't know with that, but don't you think there's a big difference? And is LeBron thinking this like so he you know he he defended his players like after winning the Boston series, just like hey like these right. these are my boys I can win with them. Isn't there a big difference between I I can win with these guys? as opposed to I can win in spite of these guys. And <laughs> do we see JR define right. that perfectly, like at the end of regulation last night? Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's just no, I just don't know. And and, and, and we on our text chain were talking about this. It's like, was there ever like a greater chasm between a basketball savant in LeBron <laughs> and then what is J.R. Smith's situational awareness uh, which is not just in this one moment he has a history of this like how do you reach that high of a level basically you're if you want to think about it like this take any profession in the world and say i'm the best i'm i'm of the best 430 people of this industry whatever it is i'm in the top one of those playing on the performing at the highest level and to not know basic situations and what I'm doing is just, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, I remember texting also, I was just like, I, I wait for, this seems, maybe you have to tell me I don't watch enough J.R. Smith basketball, but I feel like every time I see him on the court, like I know he hits some threes, but I think for his, you know, like baseball has wins above replacement. Like for his, right. for his war, like I don't ever see him making like such smart decisions where I'm just like, ah, it's worth having him out there. You know right. what I'm saying? Because. Right, because if you remember, he gambled at the halftime three that was a big yep. momentum shifter Try to, to tie up 56-all, tries to steal, and the the Warriors don't need any more momentum going into the third quarter. And we won't talk about who shot that three. God. We'll just talk about We'll say it as Fucking the Warriors. Enemy of the podcast. Enemy of the pod. Did you see him mugging for the camera <laughs> afterwards? Oh, he, he did like, the like the countdown. With he that, did the one, oh two. Oh, my God. I fucking hate that. That's right. Uh, so... so Go ahead. Uh, will it ever be Kevin Durant's team with Steph there? And does Kevin Durant want it to be his team? Interesting question because he did. There was definitely like a back and forth between him and Westbrook in OKC, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. there was definitely like, whose team is this? This is my team. I'm the leader. And he was the lead dog, but Westbrook definitely seems like he has the the alpha spirit, if you will. Yeah. Um, and it's not like Steph doesn't have that. Like to me, like, I don't, uh, I, I think that's an excellent point. Most awesome. I, I think to me, like it's, um, 
you know, Westbrook is selfish, even if it's a detriment to the team. And I think Steph's, as much as I hate to say it, like his selfishness is to like, he'll, he would defer or like his selfishness isn't for the best. Like him fucking mugging and chewing on a mouthpiece and warming up, shooting fucking, you know, those clutch right. threes you need from the locker room tunnel, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like shooting all those. But, but it does seem like when he gets on the court, like he does, like winning is the most important. And I, I don't remember that vibe from Westbrook. I just like, there's been a couple finals games where it's just like, where's Kevin Durant? And I don't think if Durant's in the conversation of top five players in the league right now, which he definitely is, but you know, if you want right. to like reach that like top five of all time, like you got to see that day in day out like i'm there and he's he's getting a little too old for it to be like not coming to the spotlight and it, he's, it's almost like he's deferring and not that he doesn't want it but i don't his performance definitely wasn't there last night in game one yeah i mean he definitely and here's the thing is is so i mean he is the finals mvp from last year right so you know and so he's kind of i think for him it's just about winning championships i think he wants to 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 reach the pinnacle and reach it. And, and with the Warriors, you know, that gives them the best shot too. Um, here's the thing though, this year versus last year, there is some palpable differences. When we talked about J.R. Smith, what we didn't talk about was the sheer fact that J.R. Smith, who's 6'6", and Kevin Durant, who's 6'10", 6'11", Jared Smith basically pushed him off the block and got that offensive rebound over Kevin Durant. Yeah. And if you go back to the Warriors series or the Rockets series, excuse me, Kevin Durant gave up a lot of big offensive rebounds in that series too. So You call him KD Soft, it, brother? Can we hashtag KD Soft? Do you call him live right now? Well, he likes to eat cupcakes apparently and <laughs> and, and calling out, you know, Westberger because Westbrook called him out a cupcake. So um so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's it's one of those things where I, I you know, I was reading on online and some stuff, and you know, I mean, you know, somebody was like, you know, J.R. Smith, you know, or George Hill owes J.R. Smith a beer, and you know, Kevin Durant owes J.R. or J.R. Smith a beer too for basically keeping their name out of uh, the hot seat <laughs> because he just took all the blame for what happened last night. Have you ever felt? as bad for a couple of millionaires as like I honestly like uh I don't mind ragging on players like beating him down like the look on LeBron's face like how bad he wanted how hard he played and even kind of the look on and we all make fun of J.R. Smith like he looked high as fuck but like that level of guilt and and, like even a little bit of knowing like how hard someone else is fighting for it and you just had like one fucking job I think there's a great point that brought up too like if you know you have a superstar on your team like if you do little things that are good and you just don't fuck up like Right. That's good. Like you almost like it's it would almost be easier just to be that alpha dog because just like it's all on my shoulders. Like if I fuck up, it's on me. But to just be like, all right, like I just got to support this legacy that's fucking going on. Right. And just to be right. like, think you're doing the right thing and helping. And I don't did Did you feel bad? I, I like I felt bad. Like it wasn't even funny to me. Like I just I legit felt bad. Yeah. Well, I felt bad. Yeah, I felt bad for LeBron. Like I, I, I truly did because I, I was like, I just I just can't imagine you know, what he has to go through to commit himself to, to make it to that every year and then to have it on such a dumb play, which I mean, for him just is gotta be like, we're talking about, you know, tic-tac-toe and he's, you know, a master chess player. It's like, this can't even be, this is not even the same. Like we just can't be missing these things. Yeah. 
and I do feel bad for J.R. Smith because he is like the perfect foil for this, right? I mean, he just has a, just such a history of it, and on the court, off the court. Although J.R. Smith has personally gone through some stuff with some, you know, rough as a parent, he's gone through some rough stuff as a as an individual. But just you know, you just feel bad because it's like this can't this dude can't. He can't be this good and this checked, like this disconnected all at the same time. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, how, how does the series break out in your eyes? Like right now, because I, I, I'm picturing a pivotal game four. Like I'm picturing, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you shut it down how you see like how it's going to go. Like two, three, four, five, six, seven. Do we have seven? How do you see it shaking out? Yeah. So I think, I actually think tomorrow night or uh, Sunday night is, uh, they play Sunday or Saturday, whatever, whatever the next game, game two. Sunday, yeah. Uh, I think that's the pivotal moment because here's what here's here's what we what, what we need to see. Do the Cavs rally? Because a lot of questions have been, you know, leading into the series. You know, LeBron is basically playing with a bunch of you know you know consolation prizes, if you will. Yeah. Can he kind of overcome? So does that serve as the rallying point? Does a J.R. Smith sit there? Because LeBron defends him and doesn't enter into the fray and and throw him out there, can LeBron create this moment like a players only locker room moment and say, "Look, like this is my man, this is my brother. Like I'm not going to let any of you go. I'm here with you." Is it d- does that serve as a rallying point for them? Because let I mean, here's the thing: they were tied going into overtime, right? They're 107 all. They really had a clear choice to, chance to win. Aside from a, a third quarter where the Warriors went off, as they historically have done, mm-hmm. they out they out hustled them, they they killed them on the offensive glass, and I think the only thing that LeBron needs to think about is is I think he did get caught in the trap of the James Harden ISO, where it was high pick and roll getting Steph on him or or, or, or somebody in, a, in that matchup and then trying to do too much and kind of burn himself out on the offensive end. So if they can look at, does that game two serve as a rallying point? So I think the rest of the series will be indicated as, as game two. And I think if the Warriors come out and shell them, you'll get like a game five or game four win, you know, whatever, you know, or game three win on the first game on the home floor. And I think it's, I think it's over in, in, in five five games for the Warriors. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I, I think right now, like, probably the worst thing that could happen to the Cavaliers was losing that game closely. I think if they get blown out, you know, like, then they, you know, they, they have a chance to give the energy that they gave on this game. I, right. I think the people that don't have the alligator blood that Charlie Sheen, that Kanye West, that the Most Awesome Brandana podcasts have, like, it's going to be hard to, right. like, fire yourself back up and throw it all back in there. But I think, you know, uh, I imagine the Golden State Warriors come out Win by 11 or 12 on Sunday night. Uh, go in Wednesday, probably lose that first game. Intentionally yep. take it off. Then take one on their court, and they're up like 3-1 going back home for the 1-1-1. Uh, right. Last question as we're getting up against it. Good? Good SOS MAB pod. This is our first SOS. like... SOS. Acapella sirens. Uh... Last and if you're listening to this in the street, that's not a real. <laughs> that's fire not, truck. I, I know it's hard to tell. 
LeBron James wore shorts with his suits. You pull off shorts, oh, brother? Oh, you! Uh, damn you! I love that you brought this up. I wanted to drop this on you because I didn't know if you bring this up or not. <laughs> I, I will. But how I will are we not up. talking about that LeBron went full <laughs> Angus Young on this whole ACDC look? What's up with this? That's it was that was wild. That was wild. Uh, so I, I did read something that when he because you know when they they. On certain games, they will wear suits, like all matching suits that they have. Every time they want, wore the matching suits, they've lost. Mm-hmm. I think this is an unconfirmed stat on Twitter. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. For the SOS pod out there, and these are Mavers that need this info. I don't want to definitively say this is true, but this is the speculation that I'm reading on Twitter. All right, that's fair enough, guys. You can reach us at. It may be sports podcast. That's sports plural at gmail.com. Uh, tell them where they can find us on our social media platforms, brother. They can find us at MAB underscore sports for Insta and at MAB sports for Twitter as well, my friend. Great. More uh, SOS MAB pods to come. We didn't even get into the fuck stick that is Draymond Green, but maybe we can oh, save that for another we SOS pod. Yeah. Uh, you got 30 seconds. Go. I got 30 seconds. You got 30 seconds. Draymond Green just acting like a lunatic in the Western Conference Finals and then the Eastern Conference Finals just barking at every foul that he thinks isn't a foul that is a foul. And then also, too, at the end of the game, him showboating and showing up perk because if you notice, he's going like this. Yeah. That's in reference, and for the fans, he's doing like a cheerleader motion. That's him barking at perk, Kendrick Perkins, who they brought on late, the Cavs brought on late in the season calling him nothing more than a cheerleader. Uh, so he's he's classless. He he's classless. getting almost intolerable to watch. And uh, I'm glad to see that his game is suffering. And your boy Brandana does have a little bit of money just because it seemed like an investment on the Golden State Warriors winning the series. But don't let that motherfucker shoot a three ball. I know he hit one and fourth in overtime, but God, it's a god-awful form. All right, guys. Uh, yeah. I am Brandana. Sign yourself off most awesome for this emergency pod. I'm here for you if you need me. <laughs> there we go. You got to, whenever you need us, send up the bat signal. Just in your subject line, put up SOS MAB pod and we'll jump on it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Talk soon. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.